Welcome to RCS. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. I'm back. Did you forget to do something last week? You know, like an episode? I didn't forget. <laughs> I was hiking <laughs> arches in canyon lands. You looked like you Jeeps. had a heck of an adventure. We did. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, so to all the emails and questions I got, um, there will be an extra episode this week. Yep. You probably you probably all hear it before this, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. But uh, yeah, last week, uh, schedules and things like that... Um, Dan was uh, coming back from a, a little bit of a trip, and let's be honest, <laughs> I'm not going to do this myself because you'd be hearing me breathing and all my bodily functions. It'd be kind of fun to listen to you talk to yourself for an hour. <laughs> it's, you know, as somebody who does that on a regular basis, it's not as fun as you think. So, <laughs> Those like, angry conversations in the shower of disappointment. There, there are times when I'm walking around my house and I'm like, who the hell am I talking to? Like, there's nobody here. Like, Stop so. staring at me, Lego. <laughs> stop, stop looking at me, Swan. Yeah, so. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, drove down to Austin, Texas, picked up an S3 and drove it back for nice. Shauna. And then we went to Arches and Canyonlands and hiked a lot. Good. <laughs> yeah. My, one of my favorite places is Moab. I didn't. We didn't realize when we were doing the trip that it was Jeep Jamboree. Oh. We, like, that was not part of the plan. It just happened to be Jeep Jamboree, which yeah. was awesome because Moab is – Moab's always busy. But Jeep Jamboree is insane. Oh, that's and Jeep just—they uh, were letting people test drive the new electric Jeep, and they were letting people that th- new 392. 392. Oh. Saw all of them, and I also saw the new Bronco and? driving around the beautiful red one from Ford, which uh, yeah lives up to the hype. It's as every bit as beautiful as you think it is. So Bronco people who are waiting inevitably forever with your deposit, it's worth it. I got my deposit back because I'm not I, the, the last thing they told me, and I think they told Carl this was like 18 months. Yeah, and they wanted a bunch down, and I was like, no. Yeah. So we'll see. Looked awesome, but uh, I yeah, there was a actually my favorite vehicle I saw had nothing to do with any of those. It was a vintage Bronco. Yeah. It was an Overland build vintage Bronco. Cool. Yeah, beautiful full trail off road trailer behind it and everything. But man, what a it was a great drive. S three was fantastic. Went through another windshield. Shocking, I know. Me windshields. Who knew? You gotta avoid those rocks, Dan. <laughs> I think we, there's like three rock chips well, from I mean, day one. Those, those Audis have dynamic steering, don't they? That you can avoid rocks. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So paint protection came in handy for that one. Yeah. Uh, so did a low comprehensive deductible before we bought the car. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Good so for you. hundred bucks later, new windshield. Thank God. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. But that was as expected and totally worth it. So. Well, I'm gonna try it. So. Uh, we are broadcasting from Drivers Club, uh, brought to you by America's Car Museum, Haggerty, Rainier Beer, Carter Subaru, and the official uh, detail sponsor, Griot's Garage. Yep, and Avance. And Avance. Uh, you know, I so should, close. That, that, so Avance, you know, <laughs> the fact that we have an Avance member on the show tonight, that's okay. All right, fine. I thought she just stole the plate. She did. <laughs> she did. You know those people, they drive those vintage preludes. They start to, things tend to stick to them. It's like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to our Carter Super Tip of the Week is, uh, well, slightly relevant because it's all about, like, we got it from a listener, actually. And I love it when I get email. We, we get email. Um, sorry it took me so long to respond. And actually, I don't think we did respond. Yeah, actually. Uh, we'd Carl like to, was responding we, for us. We'd like to apologize for not responding. Um, yeah, Michael, Michelle, uh, sorry, you guys mm-hmm. are not. Intertwined. We had two messages I did not respond to. I apologize. Uh, but this tip of the week, we're taking from Michelle Graff, who's a listener of the show um, and a hell of a driver. We'll get to her later because she is going to be a guest on the show. Sorry we don't have your hoodie available to buy <laughs> yet, but we're Soon. working on that. We're yeah. actually trying different ones. I have a different one on tonight because we've been going through like the wide variety of hoodies. I love my, the, the one I have, the pullover mm-hmm. one I love. Like, I'm afraid to wash it. Like, I'm, I've only been wearing it, like, you know, certain small amounts, and I'm afraid to wash it because I feel like it's, it might. I know it's going to stay good, but. I washed mine already. We're good? It still fits good. Did yeah. it shrink at all? 
Not really. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Good. So I've been really happy with mine. I don't deal with trinkets well. I know. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> but our car distributor tip of the week comes from Michelle, who does a lot of track days, and she was talking about how well air up, air down, adjusting your tire pressures all the time, and in our worth it, not worth it. I think one of the things we talked about was air compressors, but we talked about it sort of from an off-road sense, and getting one of those ARB twin scrolls in the case, or even a single scroll, is one hell of an investment. Yeah. And let's be honest here. I mean, not everybody needs to spend, especially if you're doing track days and not off-road, you probably don't need to spend four to $400 to $1,000 on a compressor. And I totally agree with that for most people that may be overkill unless you do a lot of off-road. But if you do a lot of track days, um, of DeWalt actually, and I this is not a paid promotion from DeWalt of any kind. This is not our opinion um, just based off of, I, well, we're not being paid to say this is what I want to say in no. any way, shape, or form. But I, I actually have one of these. My family has one of these. These things are awesome. It's the 20-volt cordless and corded air inflator. So the important part is it's both. It comes with a power cord you can put in your outlet, and you can take any DeWalt battery and plug it in. And I know a lot of our listeners, hi, Garf, have a lot of DeWalt products because he bought like half the Home Depot catalog. But <laughs> to be fair, Garf bought them because they're yellow and black. Oh, uh, I know. That's, that's the only reason he bought those tools. But, yeah. but uh, there's yeah. been I've been watching a lot of reviews on these, and including Project Farm, and everybody seems to come to the same conclusion. This is like universally across the board. Which inflator do you get? It's the DeWalt. Trust us on this one. Trust every review you see on YouTube. This thing works. And it's like 110 bucks or something. Is it really? Yeah, I mean, it's I, cheap. You know, like I said, I, I've always been a DeWalt fan, but I, especially after I bought the saw. But I didn't. I actually didn't even know they had a, uh, an air inflator, so that's nice. Yep. So extra, extra, extra battery. If you're using their impact like I am, because it's my favorite tool, is their massive half-inch impact that'll, like, torque a lug nut to it through the rim. Yeah. I love that one. But anyway, it's perfect for this kind of stuff. It's a little underpowered for massive 35-inch tires and off-road stuff, but if you're doing just basic car tires and checking pressures at the track, this thing's awesome. So one of these smaller inflators, these these ones, not just the DeWalt one. This is that's probably my favorite one, but you can get a good Viair for like 60 to 80 bucks that'll do the job. And if you're doing track days, you want one of these things with you. And I will the only thing I will say about the Viair, and I looked at that when I could when I bought the ARB, the the little case, the, mm-hmm. the single scroll. Is they heat up? I mean, so Big does time. the ARB, but like you have to be. I, I more times with those have I grabbed that to pick it up and move it to a wheel, and it's so hot because you know in the middle of summer. So just be aware of it. They're great, but and they yeah. don't really overheat too much. But they you do have issues there. I yeah. consider them like a standard thing everybody should have in their car. We've talked about this before. It's been our winter episode is like episode eight or something it was a long time ago. That are like that's the thing you need to have is we always carry a plug kit and a compressor. And if you just need an emergency one, you don't need to spend the four hundred. Even a hundred bucks, you can get a basic mini compressor, but having it is a big deal because it'll get you enough pressure to get to the service station. Yeah, you don't need to go all the way back up to thirty to thirty-two to fifty psi, whatever your car takes. If you can get it up to like thirty, that's more than enough to get you rolling safely to yeah. the next service station. And if it's hot outside, it'll expand. You'll be fine. Yeah, You'll get fine. to thirty-two eventually. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. So, Carter Super Tip of the Week: Get a good air compressor, even a cheap one. Put it in your car. Uh, but we recommend the Dewalt. And thank you, Michelle, for sending us that yeah. email. I've been. Uh, I didn't. You don't know. I, to, yeah, I told you I'm going to get rid of that that Craftsman tool chest I've got, and I've been looking at. I've been looking at the, the Husky. Mm-hmm. I really want the the Milwaukee 36 inch one that you can't find anywhere. Yep, I know. Oh God, it's so pretty. So I. Just, so yeah, tip on those. Yeah. I broke the drawer in my top one. Yeah. Because I have it so full of wrenches. I don't have a bunch of like extra stuff in there. But, but you I have, have the Husky. Yeah, I have the Husky. But I'm I'm talking about the stackable Husky one. 
Oh, okay. I, I, I want the 36-inch stackable combo one, but I, I really want the, the, the Milwaukee one, but I can't find it. Like, yeah. I have been on the phone with people that work at Home Depot in, like, New York and things like that, and I, <laughs> I, I, I now have almost a personal relationship with the people at Milwaukee trying to figure out if they'll make them more. So, yeah, <laughs> if anybody knows of any, you know, yeah. send it my way. So, yeah. Um, how's the monkey project, Nick? <laughs> it escalated quickly. Uh, Did you so, just mean to buy two? Or <laughs> uh, At this point, I could have bought two. Uh, that, that is a fair assessment. Uh, Dan uh, and I have been like two ships in a different wind, and we finally got together today and actually went for a ride, and Dan got to see my monkey. And it, it's, it's as far from stock as you can get. Um, it, it has been... It's badass. Oh, it's, it's, I love it. I mean, the one thing I've always been good at is taking something stock and, and, and making it mine. And I have been had so much fun. And I do want to thank Dan for, for, for his help and David Wheaton because both of them have gone out of their way to help me. And it's mine now. I mean, it's, I, I love it. Um, it, it and it's, it's, it's tough because the guy uh, that lives next to me just bought a Triumph Bonneville. And I'm like, hmm... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I love it. I, and I have, I'll tell you this, I've had it a month and there's over 560 miles on it already. So, um, it's, it's been a great time. In March. In March. Well, it's yeah. April now, but in, in March. Yeah, in March. I did it all in March. It's been, I mean, and I've been caught in the rain once a little bit, but it's, it's been so much fun to like play with. And I'll tell you, um, the two things that happen are when I'm working on it down the garage, people will stop. I mean, I had, I, I was down in the garage. I was putting on pedals, uh, new, new pegs last night, which was supposed to be a 15 minute job. I was in the garage for three hours because people kept stopping by and talking to me and wanted, because people will walk by and see it. And then I'm not there and they'll, they'll either see the triumph or they'll see the bike. And it's really funny because two out of the three people I was talking to go, you know, I, you know, I've only only seen one of these other before. There was a red one I saw in Issaquah and I'm like, yeah, I know who owns that one too. Like I was like, that's Dan's bike. So <laughs> So it's, it's been so much fun and the online community is incredible. And so, I mean, like we, Dan and I belong to this, what is it? Honda monkey One Twenty Five, yeah. And it is a, I didn't really, it is a worldwide group. Yeah. Half the time you have to hit the translation button on, on the thing. It's like, Oh, he's in Thailand or he's in G uh, Germany or Japan. So it's been a lot of fun. Well, to that's go. what really turned me on to these is funny because when I was in Thailand and I mm -hmm. went to this cafe and it was a Honda monkey cafe. Like a whole corner, like size of a Starbucks, not like some little hole in the wall, like most of the shops are in Thailand. This was like an upscale, nice coffee shop that sold Honda monkey parts. Yep. And they had these modified Helen back monkeys. And one was this beautiful cafe racer, which yours looks a lot like it's now. It's getting a real close to looking like a cafe, cafe racer. racer. Yeah. It's super cool. And I, I came back and I was like, man, I want one of those. That looked like so much fun. And now we have them and they, they lived up to the hype. It's funny because when I'm riding it and, and, I will say this, and I've said it before, after taking that motorcycle class, it has made me such a better rider at slow speeds, and I mean, I really am doing better at it, but I always feel like I'm riding a big bike when I'm riding, and then I'll ride past my house with, by all the windows, and I'm like, oh, it's such a small bike with such a large man on it, but it's so much fun, so yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up, um, if you don't know, so you know... Um, uh, I've got, I've got the wrong thing up. So, you know, Gordon Murray's making his own car. Right. And if you go on online and, and look at uh, the, the car, they have taken the engine out of the car and they are, they did a, they put it on a dyno and it is on, and I, I'm trying to, best way to describe this. The engine is going through testing like it's at Le Mans. Oh, so they're basically time trialing the sections? Yes. And then but shifting? I mean, but, but the, you know, it's, it's like, it's like when one of the F1 cars sang, uh, you know, happy birthday or crap. Oh yeah. yeah. But like it, it's on a dyno, but you, you, it, you can see it go around Le Mans, but it's not really at Le Mans obviously, but it's a really cool video out there. Go look at this car. It's an incredible thing that's coming out and the race version being, it's going to be named after Nikki Lauder, which is really cool. So it'd be, Sweet. yeah. 
fan cars. But, yep, fan car. Yep, yeah. big time. So, well, we should probably get to our guest before she, you know, has a conniption fit. She's been so demanding since, I know. since she got here. She's like, feed me and look at my car. And I, I'm a race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi Wat- Watnick, correct? Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How Thanks are you? Having me. Good. A little nervous, but good. If if you have been a, if you've been an Avance member, and you'll know that uh, long back in the day when Avance started. Uh, they did a video with her and her. What 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 car was? What was the red car that you it was had? XR4 Ti. The XR4 Ti. Yeah, of course that's what it was. I was just gonna yeah. let her say it, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, it was done by Ben Abrams and E Garage too. So it was a really cool video. But and it's funny because I knew of you. I never knew that video existed. And then for some reason, it popped up on my YouTube this week, which is probably just my computer's listening to me. So, yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. So. Um, tell us a little bit about you, like, you know, where you're from, like we, and you will see in the shots, like, uh, she brought her 1989 prelude, which is, I didn't know they could look this nice. Cause every prelude I've seen has been at hot import nights and everything has been painted by you hand. Get the mess smell out. It's really hard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're carrying acetone in here. <laughs> yeah. No, give yours us, is spotless. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Give us a little bit of background on you. Me. Oh, well, I guess. I've always kind of been a car girl, but didn't really appreciate it until recently, like probably last five years or so. But looking back in my life, I'm like, oh, goodness, that's definitely something that not most um, even people do. But I uh, went ahead and just did it and enjoyed it. Uh, You've had the sickness for a long time. Yes. Yes. And I recently started buying cars. So first was, well, other than my daily, uh, was the 92 Miata. Because I wasn't sure if I really would like this whole motorsports track thing. And I'm like, okay, that's just a few thousand dollars. Yeah, that's always the answer. Try it out. Right. And uh, let's just say it's super fun. And I still have it uh, probably five plus years later and um, loving it. So it went from that. And then I had the amazing opportunity to buy the 88. Um, XR4TI, the Mercor. I want to talk about that because a, a lot of people don't know what that car is, and I think they confuse it with the Ford Escort a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So it was uh, built kind of by Ford, but not directly by Ford. And uh, I think it was designed in Germany or something like that, uh, built in England, and it was marketed as a Mercor and unfortunately sold in Mercury dealerships here. <laughs> So even though it looked like a rally car, it was in a Mercury dealership, and it didn't get much uh, movement here. Yeah. So, like every Mercury ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But even though it's not a Mercury. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the story is that my mom and I were driving down uh, Clovis Avenue from Clovis, California, and, and I see this beautiful white biplane wing car go by us. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, that is gorgeous. And my mom's like, I don't know, let's keep going. And so she kept pace until I not only saw the badge, but made sure I remembered it because I didn't have any pen or paper. I'm like, XR4TI, XR4TI, XR4TI. And uh, yeah, I had the most amazing opportunity to actually get one from Sean Medcroft. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, he made that happen and I had some wonderful years with it. And I sold it last year, but to a friend in the rally community. I was going to say, it stayed, it yeah. stayed, as you put it, it stayed in the family. So. Yes. But so you, you, you've always had the, the automotive bug even growing up. So you, yeah. you, you grew up in, Spok- in, in Spokane, sorry, <laughs> in, in California. <laughs> yes. Correct. And then you, you were, you were in, in, in Colorado as well, right? I've been everywhere. You've been everywhere. Yes. And how does that journey happen? Like, what, 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 what do you do for a living? 
I'm in tech. You're in tech. Ima- imagine That'll that. That'll never catch on. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, but actually from, let's see, I was an exchange student in South Africa, but... Wow. That's, okay. Uh, when I came back, I went to West Point in New York. You can't. You, I know Dan's like you can't just skip <laughs> yeah, over you can't that. Just just, just yeah. drop in <laughs> South Africa. Yeah. West Africa or South Africa? South Africa. South Africa. Okay. Yeah. Johannesburg. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Awesome. What you in, may have heard of it? Yeah, it's a little place. Uh, <laughs> what brought Which you? Which state is that in? <laughs> How did you? I mean, Rotary program. I didn't get oh, to choose. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they were just opening up relationships with the. Rotary Club down there, and so they sent me because I was supposedly a good ambassador. Huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, if they sent you, you out, probably that's were. That's a really cool yeah. place to go. Yeah. It was amazing. I went through uh, so much there. and uh, Yeah, I'd imagine it's an experience. Yes, for sure. And I had some cool families I lived with, and a uh, real quick car story. My yes, host father, so cool. Um, hello, Brian. Um, he would drive us out to the mines where he had his uh, offices and, and shops, and um, me and my host sister would be in the back seat, and there's nothing around, and we're just on this like two-lane road in the middle of nowhere, and you just see like, kilometers per hour going, you know, 200, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, why not? Yeah. What are you going to do, crash into a mine or something? Or a gazelle? It's literally or nothing out there. or a lion. <laughs> I mean, you know, larger land mammals to hit, but other than that, you'll be fine. I have a rhino. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I uh, hit a rhino. All Again? Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take our first break, okay. and then we get to hear more car stories, but we'll be right back. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back. And we were just in South Africa, um, trying not to hit rhinos So <laughs> for the roadie. So you went, you had that opportunity to go over there and mm-hmm. had a, a wonderful time, obviously. And then you came back over here and you've been all over the United States, you said? Well, so I had a couple months before I went to West Point and that's in New York. Oh, okay. Just that. Just that. Yeah. that that'll never catch on either. Yeah. yeah no. no. So... Uh, <laughs> Just a quick story about yeah, that. Please do. In between your first and second year there. Oh, by the way, I'm a dropout, so no big deal. But uh, <laughs> in between your first and second year, we got to go to like Fort Knox or some base. I don't remember, but it was all about tanks. And we got to shoot artillery and other stuff. But I got my license for driving a tank on a Bradley. Sorry, I just, just little. Well, I mean, and, and, and this is. I've always wanted to drive one. I mean, to work, but I've always wanted to drive one only because I hate people here. Apparently, and this is, you know, apparently it's a big thing now because there are literally two people in this room that went to West Point. Yes. What? So, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. David graduated from West Point. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's obviously something we'll talk about at the break, but yep. yeah. So, yeah, that's what, congratulations. That's incredible to be able to have that opportunity because as somebody who thought about doing that and went a different route, trust me. Good job. So, and you can drive a tank. So I want to drive a tank now. Uh, me too. Yeah. So, okay. So you ended up doing that and we'll, we'll kind of, but, but you, like you said, you've, we were always kind of into cars at this time. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I'd be getting into tanks if somebody's like, Hey, you like cars or tanks? I'll take a tank. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Or thank you or whatever it is. So, yeah. <laughs> so you, 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 you kind of, you, you made your way around the United States. How'd you end up back up in here, in this area? Um, tech. tech. I, okay. I, I was in Denver working in tech and uh, put myself on monster.com and 48 hours later, I was yeah. essentially being asked to come out here. 
How long were you in uh, Denver? Five years. Five years. Well, we, we got a lot to do there in five years then, too, especially with cars. Yes. That's where I first got my 88 Prelude. I spent my okay. That you bought from John Elway Honda, I believe? <laughs> I yes. Some, <laughs> some, some guy, some startup guy. Yeah. Plays um, basketball. Yeah, basketball. I spent yeah. my... <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Our listeners, don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> he plays cricket, Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I spent my student loan money on a 88 Prelude four-wheel steering. and uh, <laughs> You're probably the first college student to ever do that. <laughs> right. But I can have a car. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, priorities. Uh, right. I, we don't disagree. Yeah. yeah. So Sean yeah. Pike's Peak is right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I lived at the base of, um, oh, goodness, I already forgot the name of the mountain, but it's right there in Golden. I was going to school in Colorado School. Cheyenne. Which one is that? Oh, Lookout remember. Mountain. Lookout, yes. Yes. And the it one has Transformers. Golden Colorado is where Coors is, right? No, it's let's, the one from Transformers. It is. Oh, and it's, it also is. The, it's also the mountain from the original Transformers animated movie. Oh, for real? Yes. That's Lookout Mountain know. in Colorado. The switchbacks wow. are amazing. That's where the, they crash in and the Decepticons come in. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> uh, nobody has to look it up when you say it, Dan. We believe you. Trust me. So, okay. Yeah. So you lived at the bottom, and, and you were up there. You were up there. They're, they're, I'm sure you weren't the only sports car up there. There's some no. high-end sports cars that were probably... Any would, good day, we would have uh, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, whatever, Porsches going up there. And I would just follow along, no big deal, in my little four-wheel steering, you know, 2.0 SI Honda, no problem. Okay, what made you choose that car? Like, why? <laughs> I got talked into it. You got talked into it. Okay, all right. It's a good one to get talked into. So you, you went to the dealership looking for what? Um, Mazda MX-6. Okay. Uh-huh. And you got talked into a, uh, or, or, and if you guys don't know, and like I said, Carl took a lot of good photos. They had four-wheel steer on the Prelude starting, what, 80, 87, 88, yeah, I think? Yeah, I think so. And it's incredible. To, I mean, that technology existed on such a... It's cool to watch. I, 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 I want to say the word commuter car, but it's not, in the fact that it's like, it's, it wasn't a high-end, like, it, you know, it wasn't an NSX, it wasn't a Lamborghini or Ferrari. It was really cool to have that technology. We were sitting, we, when you first came in, somebody was talking about it, and they, they were saying, I had one of those. I think it was Thad. He's like, and I'd go to, t- to turn to a, into a driveway, and I'd end up driving, like, turning before because I forgot that the rear wheels came. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. would you call it banana steering? Oh, banana. yeah. Whenever you want to go in parallel, yeah. you become a banana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're okay. like, oh, I thought it was in the space, and now your back is out. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I got you. I yeah. did that in the Porsche a lot. The Turbo S had four-wheel steering, too. Same yeah. thing. It took me forever to get used to parking it straight because I'd always end up like, parked at an angle. I'm like, oh, man, how? <laughs> yeah, Porsche guys, they don't have to park. <laughs> so you were talked into That's buying uh, an 87 or 88? 88. 88, mm-hmm. okay. And then the, how long did you have that car? I had that for, goodness, uh, two, three years. Okay. And when I graduated, I thought I should, you know, I'm, I'm – employed i should have a brand new car so i got an 80 oh sorry not that old 97 honda accord yeah off the showroom floor six miles on it gorgeous green i hated it (laughs) (laughs) they didn't let you drive it first or anything like that oh no i drove it i got talked into that too oh okay so i hated that and we've got some oceanfront property in arizona we'd like to talk to you about later um yeah so yeah Yeah. i love it well i came back and um essentially saw on the um uh, showroom, well, it's not a showroom. What's the parking lot in front of it? Yeah, the dealership. Yeah. The dealership, yeah, the, the dealer lot. lot. Yeah. Um, I saw a Prelude, same generation as the one I had, not four-wheel steering, and essentially said, hey, how much do you want for um, 
for that. It was traded in for, uh, with my Accord, and I want some money back. And I was in and out of there probably around 30 minutes later with the 91. Sounds like you know how to negotiate. It was there great. You go. Yes. Okay. Nice. Okay. So um, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the X, what is it, the X4? XR4 XR4 TI. XR14. So you saw one on the driving when you were with your mom, and yeah. then you, and you always knew that was a car you wanted to have. It was my dream car. Never thought okay. I could have one. And how did the pro- the process go about getting it? I mean, tell us that story. It's an obscure uh, car, yeah. Yeah, for a car that a lot of people obscure don't know here. exists. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, fast forward many years. A few years ago, I was volunteering at Red Bull um, Rallycross, Global Rallycross, mm-hmm. up here in Monroe, and I was helping the Dirtfish team, and I made mention of like, oh my goodness, did you see that beautiful XR4Ti in the parking lot? And uh, that was Sean's. Yeah. And uh, like a day or two later, um, after we had finished up, I got some pizzas for the team. It was kind of downtime, and he just passes me his key. I'm like, what's this for? He's like, go drive. I'm like, what? <laughs> so <laughs> I went for a drive, and it was amazing. And uh, um, I do rallycross events, and I thought it would be really, really cool to have an XR4Ti to rallycross with. And put the word out, and Sean called me when he was ready to give up his extra XR4TI. His extra one, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, there, I mean, the, and they, there is a lot of correlation between that and the Escort, right? Mm-hmm. And they're both Cosworth builds, aren't they? Or Cosworth derived? I yeah. mean, they, yeah. Aerodynamics, I think, by Cosworth. I can't remember what it was. I don't remember the whole history on that Well, car. especially that. I mean, it's it's the rear deck that always reminds me of that. Yeah. Deck. What do yeah. you call it? The biplane? Biplane wing. Bi- biplane yep. wing, yes. okay. All right, and you, and and you, you you like you said you unfortunately have sold it, but you kept it in the family. You know where it is, and and we'll be hunting it down again soon. Yes, <laughs> as it always. Yeah, that that we understand that. Dan Dan sold a couple of his cars to our friends, and it's I think he's on the list to get them back. Yep, soon. I, just the Land Cruiser. Yeah, so <laughs> I might buy the Z06 back. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's like that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So you're into rallycross, obviously. I knew that, yes. and you instructed performances. No. I instruct with the Porsche Club. Porsche Club, that's right. For driver skills. Okay. Yeah. So how did you get into, like, how did you make the jump from, like, oh, I like cars and driving to, like, getting into being an instructor and making that big leap? Oh, goodness. Uh, the story arc is pretty long. It all started with Sabine Schmitz on Top Gear, actually. Oh, rest yeah, in peace. Yeah, I know. Um, there was an episode of her in the van, and I'm like, Nobody oh my goodness. Nobody can drive goodness. a minivan like Sabine. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I want to go to Nürburgring and have her drive me around for my birthday. And, um, and by the time I wanted to do this was probably like 2014, 15. She was already not doing it anymore, mm-hmm. but I still wanted to do it. So I was talking at work about it. And my friend's like, oh, you don't have to go to Germany. You just can go down to um, the Emerald Downs. They're going to be doing the same thing with BMW. I'm like, o- okay, I didn't quite get how that would be the same thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> not quite, but so I, I did that. That was um, that was quite a setup BMW showed up down. I mean, they yes. built a city down there for all they that stuff. They yeah. did, and I went ahead and um, went full board in and did the day-long class with the M cars where you get to drive all the M cars doing all the driver skills. Uh, and beat on their cars. Yes. yes. Okay. It was amazing. Was that the first time you'd done something like that? Pretty much, okay. yeah. And okay. I got the bug. Um, I was not very good at the skid pad. We were driving cars with Kevlar tires, and it just instantly got you out of control. And I'm like, I want to learn how to do this. Um, so I emailed one of the instructor who owns a ice driving school in Montreal. 
Okay. I'm like, hey, I want to come to Montreal and take one of your classes. Um, do I need to do something because I'm an American citizen and I have a U.S. driver's license? I'm, I'm thinking like logistics here. He's like, why come all the way here? We've got dirt fish. <laughs> so, Another little startup here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I just, you know, instantly signed up for a class and um, I just got hooked. I couldn't wait to do more and more and more. I did a dirt fish class. I did something else and I was like, this is getting really expensive. So I looked into just buying something for myself which was a Miata. And I got a Kay. 92 Miata. I super lucked out. Um, I don't know if you all know Doug Smith from um, University Place. I don't know. I'm, I don't think I do. We okay. may. It may be one of those situations where if I yeah. saw him, I'd go, yeah, I know who he is, but I didn't <laughs> yeah. match it. What does he drive? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's he drive? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was amazing that I ended up buying it from him, and he essentially was my guru, my introduction to everything motorsports out here. And I would drive all the way down there and just get my car worked on by, he has UP Garage. I'd get it worked on down there and then work on my little laptop and then drive it back home through all the traffic from Tacoma to Seattle. I'm like, this is getting crazy. Um, I, so I don't do that anymore, but uh, he introduced me to track days. So mm. my very first track day, because... Oh, you're already sick? Let me give you some more <laughs> sickness. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like, it's got great runoff. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So we went to ORP for my first track <laughs> great day. Runoff. Yeah, great runoff. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? You'll find out. You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know when you need it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I went all the way to Oregon uh, Raceway Park and had a blast. And... Uh, yeah, I just needed more and more and more and more. I took so many driver skills classes, started volunteering, and um, then I found out that I could be an instructor for the SECA Street Survival School for the kids. Or okay. They're not really kids, but, you know, teenage through, like, 24 years old. Yeah. And so I studied, I took the or test, I passed, and I instructed. And then it was there that I got introduced to, hey, do you want to do this for Porsche Club? And I'm like, yes, I yes. would love to. Yeah, yeah. And then that's where I met, actually... Paul Blake. Oh yeah, one of your previous yes. guests. Yep, yep, yep. And um, great guy. Yeah, so that's kind of how it all happened. He was one of my uh, first. He was my first mentor for driver skills instruction. So. And obviously, you've done okay with that. It's so much fun. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So she has a totally different personality than most driving instructors I've met. Like, you know, get in the car. I'm going to tell you what to do. Like, she's cheerful. She's smiling. I mean, I'm sure she, when she yells at you, it's like, break. No. <laughs> Don't kill us. Don't kill us both. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about the Miata a little bit, because I know that's not stock anymore. No, no. I don't think it ever was stock. No. Okay. <laughs> From when I, I got that. it. You already had a platform. Yeah. Um, though it still has the original engine, and that's kind of cool. It's got like oh. 255,000 miles and still with the original engine, and that's just a testament to me and Mazda and just like amazing but I've got like custom exhaust coilovers um all the all the steering components and everything yeah. everything's like been replaced on that thing except for the engine including like the window crank has been replaced you know <laughs> so. <laughs> says a lot about the engine they put in those cars I mean they're incredible yeah as far as those yeah um that it, that's obviously you're. Are you doing all the wrenching on this yourself? Are you, no, are you, you're no, not, no, you're no, not no. wrenching. Okay, no. Okay. Um, I've got a few different shops that I take. If you got a guy, that's. I mean, that's the way <laughs> to do it, right? I mean, you beat on it. Let somebody else fix it, right? Okay. I mean, so besides the it, what is it, the X14 XR14 XR14, is that is that still the dream car, or is is there a new one on the list? <laughs> 
I still said it wrong? You still said it wrong. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know that red car you used to have? It's okay. It doesn't know what the Wabder is either yeah. still. We've talked about it five times. Do you know how many times I've tried to say that to people? Because people, people ask about the monkey. I'm like, we're doing the Wabda. Or we're, we're the Washington Back Road Discovery. We're, we're doing from Canada, Oregon. <laughs> so so anyway. my dream car, unfortunately, unless I move to Europe, I can't have. So it's a Audi RS3, I think it is. Oh, RS1 RS- or RS3. Gosh, I always forget them. RS1, I think. Okay. Yeah. They don't That's- make them any- anymore either. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. You got a few years to wait and you get one. <sighs> okay. <laughs> She's only got like a year more on the Miata and then she can get, uh, doesn't have to pay tabs yeah. anymore. So that'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. RS1. Okay. RS1. Cool. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, it, it looks good and it can be rather incognito and still have a lot under the hood sure have you so. seen the new yaris what is the gr i'm sorry who are you what are you have talking you seen about? it uh, did you just say the, the, the yaris? yaris have you seen it obviously not no toyota has made a homologation car it is what? not it is a homologation car okay so they and because they're back into rally they made a homologation yaris Okay. All-wheel drive. Okay. Yeah, when you pull the handbrake, it literally disconnects the rear axles, has a carbon fiber roof. It's a two-door, not a four-door. It's turbo. Yeah. They made a homologation rally car, finally, out of a Yaris. <laughs> Check it out. It was in the latest Top Gear, and it is amazing. Because why not? Yeah. I'm like, I never thought I'd want a Yaris before, but I really, really, really want one. Because it's like a, just like the coolest little I, hot, I don't hot, know you anymore. hot hatch um, you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I do like a hot hatch. And I love a hot hatch. RS-1, 3. Gosh, I'm bad with numbers. I know the RS-3. I don't know if I know You're RS1. bad with numbers? I, you've said the name of the XR-17, <laughs> XR-15 Blackbird that she used to fly, uh, you know. Uh. And I know you've seen, uh, you've you've had a chance to instruct even some of our Drivers Club members here actually already. Um, yes. So, hi, Maggie. I know you listen to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so what has been your favorite car you've driven with? Uh... Uh, so uh, through Avance, we had a driver skills just for women. Mm-hmm. And that was also down in um, Emerald Downs. And so it's kind of a parking lot area, a lot of space. It's really... A lot of runoff. <laughs> a lot of runoff. <laughs> and um, I was one of the instructors and uh, one of my students... Maggie. Maggie. Maggie, yeah. Um, was working on the slalom and I was right seat. This is before covid and yeah. so we're going through the slalom and um, waiting our turn. And she's like, you know, can you just drive this once for me? And I'm like, yes. She wanted to know how it, how it's supposed to feel or, you know, oh, right, how it yeah. can handle. She was doing great. But I'm like, absolutely. Let me, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And Maggie drives a Performante. Performante. Yeah. yeah. You, you've, you've seen her at Exotics. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah so you'll see her all a the time. beautiful, like, Dark red. Gorgeous. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry you had to drive that. I, thank you for that sacrifice. Yeah. And yeah. the crazy thing about it is I didn't know what to expect. I expected maybe too much power or something just awkward because I've never driven that kind of a supercar before. And it was just perfect. Yep. I don't know how to explain it. It was just perfect. Mm-hmm. And now I got to have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Don't yeah. get into McLaren. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, expensive taste. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that car, it, it's funny because when we, My favorite every time we see that car, I mean, especially exotics, like I see a new detail about it as far as, you know, like the wing and, and the air let inlets and how that car like opens valves in the wing. To, it's just incredible. It's just, and then you look at the SVJ that sits next to it and you're like, oh, okay, that's pretty too. <laughs> I want both of those. Yeah. Yeah. So. We have some, yeah, we have some great drivers up in the Northwest, people who really use their cars. It's fun to see them take them out. Definitely. What's so your favorite track you've been on? 
Oh gosh, I don't play favorites. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I do call the I consider the Ridge my home track. Okay. I just yeah. have spent way more time there and uh, have volunteered with them and so. Well, yeah, they've done a great job of that track. So they have, and I haven't been there in the brand new one, but uh, yeah, yeah, most looking of forward to it. At this point, so yeah. <laughs> there's a new one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but talking about people taking their cars out, mm-hmm. I had the most amazing opportunity a few years ago to be given a lift. So I wasn't driving, um, but I was given a lift um, from, oh goodness, somewhere on the east side to Northwest Exotics. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And it was an advance event, and there were a lot of escorts there. Mm. Um, so I was the cars. already excited. <laughs> <laughs> so we're clear. I mean, it's not that type of meat. <laughs> hey, sailor. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go. Yeah. So yeah. I was excited to be there anyway, and then I got um, a lift in a, um, oh, goodness, I forgot what year, but like a 50 Ferrari, The essentially the... Um, Daytona? What's the movie... Oh, the 250 GTO? No. The oh, the California Spider. California Spider. Oh. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Yes. But Ferris Bueller. Yes. yes. Ferris in red. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Gorgeous I can't red. keep track of those cars. I know. <laughs> um, we have so many t- pretty Ferraris. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So we were driving down there. He takes the long road for me. And um, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes later, tops down. Just amazing time. On the car. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. Escorts and tops down. It's just, yeah, it's escalating. Things yeah. I do for a ride. I don't know. I mean, I've done a lot worse and will still do a lot worse. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Awkward Conversations with right? Naomi. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you're the one making it awkward, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was the same day later that afternoon that the two-week-long snow storm started oh yeah i have i'm like he's got balls um <laughs> yep. so it was amazing that car was beautiful and just just a joy to be in and the sounds the mm. sounds are where it's at with those vintage ferraris absolutely yeah. it's beautiful i mean so i mean we know we know what your favorite car is that you want to obtain but what car do you want to drive like if somebody's you know what, what what's what would you love to get behind the wheel of um truly anything i, anything. I okay. love to drive okay. everything that's fair that's a good answer okay <laughs> just the experience of driving different things is fun yeah. Yeah. yes um probably uh i wouldn't mind taking the performante out again i see well okay um i mean so you've done so much in the automotive world and you know and and as far as teaching what what else do you want to do like i mean are, are there other other automotive sports you'd like to get into coach i mean well, I would love to do more in the rally area. Okay. It's just super fun and dirty, and uh, it's definitely an art form. There's never... Okay, so I do rally cross, mm-hmm. and it's a little safer than um, side-by-side. And um, there's never two runs that are the same. So you're essentially racing against yourself. Of course you want to be first. Oh, um, Paul. I was racing with him last... Paul Blake. Paul Blake, yes. Okay. Um, raced last year uh, at Rallycross Fest, and uh, I was really impressed by his performance Mm -hmm. because here, you know, I like to go out there. I do the dirt fish classes and go to a race as often as I can, and um, he comes out, first ever race, and he practically podiums (laughs) in bald tires, too. I'm like, oh, my goodness. It it might be the Integrale. I don't know. 
<laughs> it could be. The Delta is a pretty amazing car to put. I mean, it's it's natural habitat. Speaking of homologation cars. Yeah. Well, um, Paul's pretty amazing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Paul's an amazing driver already. You put him in an amazing car like that. I mean, yeah. I'm sure his skills show. Yeah. But he did not get podium. So. Still. Yeah. First time out, didn't make podium. Way to disappoint us, Paul. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Never have him on the show again. <laughs> Loser. Do you instruct at Dirtfish? No, no, no. no. I've taken classes, and okay. I volunteer at their events. Okay. So, yeah. I love working events and just seeing all the happy people, and it's great. And yeah. it's an easy way to see that behind the scenes on on everything. I have plenty. Uh, yeah, the excited smiles at Dirtfish. We we do the Avance Off-Road events right there, and it's you can literally, like, there's a corner where the the cars come around on the backside, and I can literally see the drivers smiling as they slide <laughs> through the corner, and it's hilarious to watch. Don't look at us. Look at the road. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. like, hey. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's amazing out there. I, uh, I can't wait to get back out there. So, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, let's take our next break, and we'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. So one question uh, you, you kind of slipped by. What was your very first car? So I am the youngest of two, okay. and I got to um, inherit or basically use um, the car that my brother was driving, and then the car it was the same car that my mom had from new. It was a 1980 Plymouth Champ Turbo. Okay. Ooh, ooh turbo. <laughs> you got to get that turbo in there. Um, a little, little, little hair dryer. Yeah. yeah. Better known as the Chump. The Chump, Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I used to drive that everywhere and where I grew up, it was a whole bunch of country fields and just fields and fields and fields, um, forever, just country. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've always been a driver. So little story about, uh, some shenanigans. Of course. Um, we're a fan of shenanigans. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, my friends and I, we would go to like a McDonald's mm -hmm. and I would stay in the car ready and they would go in go into the bathroom get one of those huge rolls of toilet paper of course do you remember those yeah. okay yeah. yeah so they take one of those giganto industrial size uh toilet papers come back to the car and i just take off and drive and um we'd go out to the country where you know we have uh, just orchards and uh sheep or not sheep cows so they do cow tipping there and um, what we would do anywhere is there's cows, there's cow tipping. <laughs> Don't you worry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they had fashioned this like rod that would essentially hold the toilet paper roll, paper yeah. roll on yeah. it, and uh, we would open up the uh, passenger window and get that roll started at the beginning of the orchards. And uh, usually it was like a field where they had some sort of barbed wire fence and we get it caught and we would drive miles with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we would take TPing to a little, um, you know. Well, when you got the turbo. Somebody <laughs> TPing somebody <laughs> TP TP horsepower, I think. Somebody TPed 17 farms along the road last night in one, one sheet. That's actually, I mean, you know. It was super fun. As far as creativity, that's, that's really good. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. In the chump. Well, I mean, that's why not? 
something rare. So you're the youngest of three then? Just two. Oh, just two. Okay. Yeah. So are you the only gearhead in the family? Mm, that, uh, pretty much. Oh. I mean, my dad loves to talk about his triumph that he had back in the day that he drove across the United States. Which one? Oh, I'm going to say it was a 64 red convertible. TR4. TR4. That's the one. Yep. Yep. I have a TR3. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's funny because uh, about a connection, like I, one of the first photos, my grandfather bought it. I've talked about it before, but one of the photos he has is actually a friend of his that he was in the army with that took delivery of his TR4 or TR3 outside of West Point. There was there were six of them that got ordered. I, I, this was way back in the day, they, and they, and Triumph delivered them to West Point when they graduated to these guys on this truck. And so, yeah, small world. That's cool. Yeah, everybody goes to West Point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the cool kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, I heard it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Trust me. I am joking, yeah. everyone. Uh-huh. Please, no hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> not on that. Not on that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about Avance since she's here for Avance. What's going on with Avance right now, Dan? Uh, the off-road stuff coming up, of course. I think uh, that's on the 17th. 17th, yeah. I think they just opened up uh, registration for that as well. Yep. Uh, let's see. There's a lot. See, actually, this weekend we'll be at Avance Track Day at the Ridge, uh, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, always good, always popular, usually sold out. Um, another really fun one, though, uh, Ferrari of Seattle. The latest Avant's friend, Portofino M launch from 4 to 6 p.m. at Ferrari of Seattle on the east side, which is actually Reddington Drivers Club. Yeah. So you got RSVP to that, of course, if you want to make that, because those, uh, well, COVID rules still apply. Only it takes 20 people, and it's Ferrari, so there's not going to be that much room. But that'll be very cool. 17th again, uh, like I said before, that's an off-road track day for us. Uh, I think you're out of town that weekend. I am. Going to go to Nashville. Yeah. Yep, I should be there. We will look, for story, look forward to stories from Nashville. Yes. Uh, there's another track day at Portland that day as well. Uh, can you tell the season's changing and there's a lot of car events happening it's, right now? It's starting to happen. In fact, I mean, at, at weather permitting, I think, what is it, uh, the, is it the 23rd or 24th, uh, Exotics is going to be back on. That's what I've heard, too. Um, and Dan and I are retired. Yeah. We're going to have to get shirts that says, we're retired. I'm going to wear my RCS shirt and probably yeah. sweatshirt and probably ride the monkey. There you go. Oh, we're riding the monkey the first day. <laughs> the, monkey, the, the monkeys are going to Exotics. Yes, yes that's absolutely. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but another exciting stuff, autocross is back too. Uh, 9 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. on the 18th at Sanderson Field. That is over in Shelton. No, I was going to ask, where's that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so okay. RSVP to that. Uh, and yes, you can autocross a Raptor, as we've seen. <laughs> I st- I, does somebody have video of that? I really want to see that. Like, that's got to be That's out there. Yeah. 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 Uh, The 24th, as you mentioned, is supposed to be opening day with RTC. Okay. So we will keep you posted on that as it comes up. Look forward to seeing everyone again. I cannot wait to see everyone again and actually have a car show. Be nice. Yeah. Actually, you know, I mean, as much as, and everybody that's listened to the show long enough knows that Dan and I used to be a a big part of Exotics, and we are so proud that that it's continuing on. Yes. But we're also very proud that we're going to be able to be social and have fun. And I'm super excited to talk to people and not park cars. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Like, I love the event. Yeah. Love it. I'm so glad it's continuing, and I'm just looking forward to being there as a Spectator. But you know what's going to happen, right? We're going to be walking down the aisle. There's going to be a car following us, and we're, we're going to end up parking a car. Yeah. One or two will get parked by us. But yeah. where do I park, Dan? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Over there. <laughs> talk Who, to that dude. Know. Talk to green that shirt. I'm not in a green shirt anymore. So yeah. yeah. Talk to Sean, yeah. Todd, whoever. Yeah. yeah. Naomi, thank you so much for coming in, yeah. taking the time, and bringing the Prelude. I love that car. I absolutely yeah. love that car. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at many of Avant's events and, and hanging out again. And, you know, we'd love you to come back and be on the show again. So, oh, yeah. thank you so much. Hopefully right. you can teach us to drive a little bit. Yeah, too. yeah, <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be a, nice. little, a little trade-off. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, I got a few fun cars. In fact, uh, the S3 is going to do some autocrossing, so that'll be that'll be a good thing. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay, well, so, that's... Uh, it's on its way to get some work done already. Well, not right, not yet, but it's getting some work done, so... <laughs> good times ahead. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's like, when can we modify it? Let's take it to get its first service first. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if Sean was going to be able to wait on that one, but I'm, I'm no, glad to hear she's doing it. Absolutely good. not. Cool. No. So Excellent. All right, for this episode of Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.